See, Jesus came to give us life and that more abundantly. He did not come to take away our joy, take away our fun, to turn us into freaks, to take away everything by which we would enjoy life. He said, I have come to give you abundant life. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. A defining moment is one of those rare and special moments when something comes along after which your life is never the same. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining me this time. Today, we're continuing the message, Three Truths That Changed My Life. You know, I can look back and pick out about five defining moments that altered the direction of my life forever. Some of them were people, and others were truths that God used to bring radical transformation. As Jesus said, You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I want to take this broadcast to share three of those truths with you. I pray that they'll impact your life just like they did mine. These three truths are the reason I'm coming to you on radio. They're the reason I began communicating God's Word when I was still a teenager. So here we go. Let's find out what those three truths are. Don't let what you cannot do keep you from what you can do, because you can do a lot. I was talking to somebody just recently, and she said to me, my husband is so educated. He's hugely educated. As a matter of fact, he's got several upper-level graduate degrees, but the problem is he doesn't know how to, how to market that, and so he's got all of this potential and all this knowledge and yet he can't turn it over and make it happen. And as I quizzed her about it a little bit, it turned out that actually it's because he won't step out and he won't put himself in a position where God can begin to use him. And I think one of the most wasted treasures in the world is the potential of people. Start with what you have, with where you are, and watch it grow. There's a second truth that's changed my life. And here it is. If you continue to do what's right, what's wrong and who's wrong will eventually leave your life. If you continue to do what's right, what's wrong and who's wrong will eventually leave your life. You know, I've learned... I don't really have to do a whole lot to get some of the wrong people out of my life. If I just shine and gossip the gospel, most of them boogie. <laughs> have you ever noticed that? And some of you who are being tempted by peers, uh, experiment with drugs, or to go drinking, to live a life that you know is wrong. Some of you that are being tempted this way and you're a young person or you know that you're, you're kind of saddled up with somebody that is not good for you, I've learned, just start doing what is right. You know, right has tremendous power. There is great power in just doing the right thing. When you don't know what to do, do what is right. 
Just do what is right. Sometimes it's hard to tell who's right, but the word is very clear on what's right. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you don't know what to do? You do the right thing. There is such power in doing what is right. Just do what is right. When you're confused and you wake up and you don't know what decision to make about something and and you're seeking guidance and you're sort of in a fog and right now you don't really know whether to go right or left or forward or backward. You don't know and you're kind of in betwixt. You're in limbo. You don't know what the right decision is. Then that's when you do for sure the right thing because the wrong way will never get you to a right destination. A businessman had a plaque on his desk and I like this. His plaque said, right is right, even if everyone is against it. And wrong is wrong, even if everyone is for it. And let me tell you something, folks. Just because the majority says something is right, doesn't mean the majority is right. There's a little creature, a little animal called lemming. I think it's L-E-M-I-N-G, lemming. They look like these little mouse creatures. And every year they do something scientists have never been able to understand. They all gather together, they congregate like a big church service, and they walk off a cliff. They walk off a cliff and they commit mass suicide every year. Keeps the lemming population down. And all of them go. And you can sit there and watch them. I've seen films. They just walk off. Oh, there goes Joe. There goes Bob. There goes Sue. Here I come. Splat, splat, splat. And they jump to their demise. I said, why did God make them do that? To show us the majority is not always right. Because if you watch the media, they'll tell you that wrong is right and right is wrong. They'll tell you that up is down and down is up. You're not going to get what is right or wrong from the media. You're sure not going to get it from our culture. You've got to get it from the Word of God. When you don't know what to do, you do what is right. And if you just do what is right, right will carry you through. Do the right thing. Doing the right thing always shortens the distance between you and your dream. Doing the wrong thing always lengthens the distance between you and your dream. Do the right thing. The right thing is a healing thing. Not only is it the right thing to do, but it heals. I tell people who have been in sin and who are coming out of sin, the most important thing you can do, because sin has ravaged your soul. Sin has damaged you. We're all broken. We're all broken. At the fall, we all got broke. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to look out there and realize it. We want relationships to work. We want to love somebody the way we should. We want relationships, friendships, marriages, everything to work. But we find that when we try to relate, we're broken. We have to instill the Word of God into our hearts because the fall broke us. We're like Humpty Dumpty who fell off the wall and we broke. And when you look at yourself really in the word of God, it's like looking into a shattered mirror. There's shards of glass and splintered and and you see a, you see a shattered, disheveled reflection in a broken mirror because what happened to you and me in the fall was we got broken and we need to be healed. And the sooner you admit, I'm broken, the better and the quicker you'll be healed. We're all broken. And so how do you get fixed? Well, the Bible says that when you begin to walk a righteous life, 
it has a healing effect on your soul. Because sin has damaged you. It's damaged me. Sin has damaged us. We're like people that came out of a house fire. If you could see us in the spirit, you'd see a very damaged soul. Some more than others, depending on how long you've been with God. Yeah, he saves your soul, but then he begins to renew your mind and put you back together because sin broke you. We're broken in the fall. And that's why Jesus came to fix what was broken. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 13, here's the way you get healed. Make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame and out of joint may be healed. That's how you come into wholeness. He just said, a straight path leads to wholeness. What has been out of joint in your relationships, in your thinking, in your habits, in the way you live your life, what has been out of joint and broken and lame gets healed by making straight paths for your feet. I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm talking about just obeying the Lord to the best of your ability, to the best of your knowledge, you obey the Lord. And every time you say, Yes to Jesus and you do the right thing. You forgive people and you turn away from what you should turn away from and you walk towards him and you live in the word. Then he's, he's inside of you and he's, he's putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. That's why sin is never worth it. And some of you, you young people, you may have somebody in your life right now telling you, try drugs. Try cocaine. Try a little bit of ecstasy. You don't have to go into it full time. Just go into it. Just try it. Listen, never, ever, 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 ever open that door. Ever. Even a crack. Never. Because you're opening a door to the devil who will destroy your... Now, I know what I'm talking about. Because I'm 53 years old. I've been around a long time. In the ministry, I've known a lot of people. And I came out of a drug past. I bury my old friends. See, be careful what you play with because what you play with can one day trap you. Don't dance around the flame too long, really at all, lest you fall in. And suddenly, while at first you had it, now it has you. And don't think it can't happen to you as a believer because it can. Why should you need something that God gave the Holy Ghost to do? He gave the Holy Ghost to make you joyful. You don't need to snort something to get it, shoot it, toke it. Well, I'm tired of living straight, Pastor Jeff. Huh, what a stupid thing to say. If you're living straight, you need to brag on Jesus a little bit. Don't say it's something bad. You know, look at it this way. You say, hey, man. Here's some crack. Come on, we've all done it. Picture yourself walking into a house fire and just standing there burning. Would you do it? Then turn to that fool and say, I love Jesus, and run and never touch it. Now, the only reason I'm saying this is because I know the devil's after believers. And he'll make you think you need some of that foolishness. You don't need any of it. Which leads me to my third truth. This one, boy, have I had to learn this through the years. Still don't have it fully down yet, but here it is. Happiness is a direction, not a destination. Happiness is a direction, not a destination. Now, 
you should know this about me. I'm very goal oriented. From the time that I was 18 and Jesus got a hold of me, he got a hold of somebody, had no goals at all, and I became super goal oriented. Always had a big goal in front of me. So I went for my bachelor's degree and then my master's and then my doctorate. And every time I would arrive at one goal and finish it and complete it, I'd go for the next. And I was really living to attain these goals. Very goal oriented. When I was about 40, I remember this occurred to me that life is mostly made up of journeying, not arrivals. You're going to spend way more time journeying towards your arrival than you are spending time in your arrival. You know, I went four years in college to walk across a stage one night. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Is this what that was all about? And then I said, well, I kind of like that. So I went a few more years and walked across another stage. But I went years to walk across a stage one night. And it began to occur to me that life is way more preparation than it is receiving. That is, you're going to be journeying for years to get at what you will arrive at for a far shorter time. Jesus prepared 30 years to minister for three Examples of this are all through the Bible, and I just began to realize, hey, here's the problem. I'm only getting a rush over my arrivals, and I'm letting my arrivals make me happy, and I considered the journey a hassle I had to go through to arrive at my arrival. Well, I hate these journeys. Man, I wish I didn't have to do all this to arrive at my arrival, and I failed to enjoy the journey, and all I got anything out of was the arrival, and I realized I was thinking like an insane CEO a business person, a corporate person, somebody who is real goal-oriented like me, here's what they go through. They arrive at their arrival and they go, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. This isn't what it was cracked up to be. And you hear the lonely whine of the top dog. And so many corporate heads and people who strive and push to get to a big arrival get there and get so disillusioned. They start drinking. They start doing drugs. They start doing all kinds of things because they can't handle the reality of the fact that they did not find their pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. And what I've learned is God said to me one day, hey, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something I think is true. How you do anything is how you do everything. How you do anything is how you do everything. Tell me how you walk. Tell me how you ride a bike. And that'll tell me a lot about how you do everything. I know how I rode a bike. I have a bike. I have a 20 speed. I only use two of the gears. But boy, has it got a bunch. And, and I love to race this thing. And I can get out on a road and I can hit 30, 35 miles an hour on this bike. And one day, and I'm booking along. I mean, that wind is blowing through my hair. I'm cooking. I mean, my legs are just, you know, pumping and I'm moving and I'm looking at that speedometer. And here's what I'm thinking. I got to stay in shape. I got to keep that stress level down, keep the cholesterol down, keep that blood pressure low. I've got a goal and the goal is the arrival. And one day I'm pushing on this bike and God said to me, hey, why don't you look around? I thought that was an epiphany. <laughs> the thing we do with that is you let me answer it. For those of you listening by radio, somebody's cell phone just went off. (laughs) 
And the Lord said, why don't you just stop and look around? I said, look around at what? I got a goal. And God said, you know what, Jeff? You're not enjoying the journey. You're so spiked on getting to the arrival that the arrival is the only thing you're enjoying. But life is not mainly arrivals. Life is mainly journey. Most of your time is going to be spent journeying, not arriving. So you need to slow down and enjoy every day. Enjoy the journey. So that when you get to your arrival, your arrival is just the cherry on top of the Sunday. You've been enjoying the journey. So that when you walk across, in essence, a stage and you arrive, you say, oh, you know, this is okay. But you know what? I sure had joy getting here. See, Jesus came to give us life and that more abundantly. He did not come to take away our joy, take away our fun, to turn us into freaks, to take away everything by which we would enjoy life. He said, I have come to give you abundant life in the here and now and heaven later. And so I want you to enjoy your life, enjoy your every day. A lot of believers don't seem to think this is the case. I can tell by their face. Some of them, if they smile, their face cracks and that's not the will of God. You know, the greatest painting I ever saw of Jesus and when I find it, I'm gonna buy it. I can't find it. Here's what he was. Here was Jesus in the middle. He had one arm thrown around John's shoulders, the other arm thrown around Peter's shoulders, and his head is leaned back, and he is just roaring. Wow! And they're laughing. And I thought, I believe that. I believe that's the way he was. How could he say, I came to give you life, even though I'm hating every minute of it. I can't wait to get back to heaven. Praise God, this is hell down here. How could you possibly believe a man who said, I came to give you abundant life right here on earth, if he looked like that? I think Jesus enjoyed life. I think he laughed. I think he had fun with the disciples. I think they fellowshiped and he enjoyed it. I think it was common for him to smile. And so Jesus, even though he knew he was going to a cruel, tormenting cross, he still enjoyed life on the way. Henry Ward Beecher said, the strength of a man consists in finding out the way God is going and going that way. Do you want to enjoy your life? Find out the way God is going and go that way. My dog enjoys life more than I do. Well, I'm learning, but I'm learning from Ollie. Because I'll take Ollie for walks and I walk the same way I ride a bike. Come on, Ollie. We got to keep this, you know, how you walk like this to get your heart going. I say, come on, Ollie. Because even Ollie stops to sniff things. And he has buddies on the way. There's dogs and he knows right where they're going to be. I'm serious. He'll start pulling that leash. He knows right where Fred is and Joe and their Sue down there. And he stops and they talk. And I know what they're saying. He's dragging you along again. He won't let you stop and enjoy anything, will he? No, but I'm praying for him. <laughs> oh, my. So at least he knows how to enjoy the journey. 
So now Ollie's teaching me, Jesus is teaching me, I need help with this because I'm very intense and goal-oriented. So I'm learning when Ollie stops to talk to one of his buddies, I get down and I talk too. One of them's name is Sooner. Sooner, that's the name of the dog. Hey, Sooner, it's me and Ollie again. You back there? And there he comes. Go ahead, Ollie, talk. And I just wait. And when they're done fellowshipping, we go on. We just go on. (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking. He's really exaggerating here. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because I don't want to make a few arrivals in life and realize that I never did stop and enjoy the journey. And I don't think you're going to make it to some of your really big arrivals unless you do that. Because you're going to burn out on the way. Listen to the way the journey of the righteous is described. And I'm going to close with this. The path or journey of the just is like a shining light. And it shines greater and greater and greater to the perfect day. So there's this progress of, on the journey of people who are walking in righteousness. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3.18, But we all with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. How? From glory to glory, faith to faith, strength to strength, by the Spirit of the Lord. So here's the journey of the righteous as the Bible sees it. It is from glory to glory, strength to strength, victory to victory, faith to faith. So there is this sense of a progress, a journey that is enjoyable, not some misery. So can I just get it in your mind today? Don't be a prune face around here. The Lord wants you to enjoy your life in Him. And I've learned this. I've learned. I've learned that the main thing is that I enjoy the journey because happiness is in the journey. It's in going the right direction. Happiness is a direction. It's not the destination. Well, no doubt about it, truth can be like a bolt of lightning out of heaven or like a quiet whisper that speaks softly to your soul. Either way, truth, God's truth, 100 proof truth is life changing. In a world filled with so many lies, half-truths and subtle deception, it's refreshing to know that truth can be found in God's powerful word, the Holy Bible. My prayer today is that his truth will transform your life like it has mine and that you will experience an unforgettable, defining moment of change and transformation to the glory of God. Now, don't go anywhere, because our announcer has some exciting things to share with you. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. 
These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. You will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. So call now, toll-free, 877-884-3111, or just log on anytime, day or night, to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again, or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now, or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. Today's program is entitled, Three Truths That Changed My Life. You can get your own copy of this message for just $5 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.